0: Chalashing for halas, Want to bry or fine dine? Stay tuned to CHI FM on 101.9. Join Adrian Bagatti for Essen Fresen Tuesday mornings from 11am, where it's all about the food.
1: Good morning and welcome to the Essen Fresen show on CHI FM 101.9. I'm Adrian Bagatti and with me in studio, I have the lovely Sharon Lurie again.
0: Welcome, Sharon.
1: Thank you. (laughs) So, happily, we are talking Rosh Hashanah again. Rosh Hashanah is always fun to talk about because there's a whole lot of new stuff to try, even if we are stuck in the past. Exactly. But today we're talking gluten-free from your side, because you know more about that than I do. (laughs) And I am talking vegan for Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, there are people who don't eat meat, and that's how they chose to live. Nothing wrong with it. You can get the most amazing proteins. But it always worries me, like, how do you, I mean, I come from a meat-eating family. Like, how do we get the proteins that we need for balanced meals? And what Rosh Hashanah is traditionally, like, chicken and chicken soup and, you know, meat dishes. And matzo, for some reason, even in Rosh Hashanah, we do matzo balls. And, you know, it, it's a lot of stuff that we need to look at. And a lot of the sweet ingredients like, I make honey soy chicken, and soy sauce has got gluten in it. so Not all, joy.: yeah, Oh, right. So that's why I wanted to ask <laughs> you, yeah. like, how do you get around that? So you're doing gluten-free. So let's start with you okay. with your gluten-free menus or well, ideas.
2: Ideas. Okay, so mm. what I normally do is I write down a menu, and I get ready and organize, and, and I start with the soup. Okay, so soup, mm. we can keep gluten-free. If we're going to make chicken soup, we yep. don't—we're not putting in any flour or anything into it, so we're okay there. You were talking about knedlach We normally have pirogana on rosh Hashanah, but knedlach you can act, if you're lucky, you can get the gluten-free matzah and then I just oh. crush that up, and I'm still can still make gluten-free knedlach Okay. Uh, Tell me if you see it, anybody. If anybody can phone in. I've been battling trying to find it. Then, of course, we go on to chala. Okay. They can't have chala. Mm. And I don't believe in oats. I mean, there's there. this is a very touchy subject. You can get gluten-free oats. However, there can mm. still be a percentage of gluten. Yeah. And when you're dealing with celiacs, you you can't take that chance. No. Which is what I'm dealing with. So I... You know, I mean, I mean, they can't make a mozzi, but I, I try and like you know, make them feel part of the vibe. And I've got a special baking dish that is in the shape of khala. Uh, oh, khala, nice. you're right Because the dough is for the dough for khala, or gluten-free khala is very wet and very moist, so it just yeah. runs into. Oh, this. So wow. this helps it keep its um, shape. But however, you can use a loaf tin. There's nothing wrong with the loaf tin. And then I just use, um, get a gluten-free bread mix. And I just put a little bit of sesame poppy seed on top and, you know, try and include them in that way. That's (laughs) amazing. With the color, right. Then we go on to what we're going to have after the soup, which, as I say, we can always keep gluten-free and dairy-free because it's, I mean, whether it's leek and potato, vegetable, whatever, Mm. you're not adding anything with gluten in Then we go on to, okay, so the chale is taken care of. Basically, all your meat dishes, if if the recipe calls for you to dust the, let's say you're doing um, lamb shanks or you're doing a brisket and it says dust it with flour before frying, you can dust it with corn flour. You can dust it with potato flour. You can dust it with all-purpose gluten-free flour, which you can get from Woolworths, which is I love that one. So there are so many alternatives and substitutes that you can use, and we'll come back to that after
1: the break. You're listening to Adrian and Sharon on High FM 101.9.
0: Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bogati. It's all about the food.
1: Welcome back. So Sharon and I are live in studio today, and we're very pleased to be able to answer any questions. So if you have any us on 34519, SMSs are charged at one rand 50 You can send us a telegram on 61 or email us on air at highfm.com. You can even call the studio on 10 3020 and Sharon was explaining all about her her, her shaped uh, gluten-free challah, which sounded amazing. Um, so you said you bake it because it's like quite a, a wet dough.
2: It's a wet dough, yeah. Okay. And just follow the instructions and you'll you'll be fine.
1: That's great. Okay. Oh. Now,
2: one other thing. Um, I said that, you know, we eat pierogon, but more often than not, I make... We eat prerogand with the soup. I make blitzers. Why do I oh. make the blitzers? Because I can keep them gluten-free. Yeah. So I use potato flour in my blitzers. However, I found a new trick. If you get the pancake mix from Woolworths, yeah. the gluten-free one, water it down a lot more because th- that's making little crumpets. Yes, okay. okay. So the
1: flapjack type thing. Flapjack mm.
2: type of mixture. In fact, I think it is called flapjack, oh, okay. gluten-free flapjacks. Anyway, I put a lot more water in, or you can put some coconut milk in it, but water is better when it's savoury. Mm. And I uh, just make blintzes like that using that pancake mix, watered down, and then I put the, the mince and the carrots and the onions and whatever into my blintzes. Oh, and and they, nobody knows the difference, believe me. I've no. tasted them, and they're fine. <laughs> so that, that's the soup taken care of in the challah. And the meat, as I say, most of the dishes... Mm. You know, then they're gluten-free.
1: Yeah. Meat is slightly easier because, you know, you just need to watch your ingredients. Correct. And you A just substitute. won't dust it in flour. you, you know, if yeah. yeah. I generally, even when the recipe says dust with flour, I kind of don't bother. I don't. I,
2: I <laughs> always, always use corn flour, use mizina, yeah. use yeah. potato flour, That's whatever. It. Of course, you, um, you, with your meat dishes, just make sure, as you say, like the mm. soy that you use, soy sauce, Make Sure, that it's gluten free and fish free, of course. Yeah. which in South Africa, I don't think we, we don't, can, have, we that don't have that problem.
1: The only time, and I think that's changed because I saw it the other day was the Worcester sauce that yes. used to be made with fish with anchovies, right? Um, for that saltiness. But I see that the everybody's favorite, obviously, I can't yeah. mention the name actually is. They must have changed the recipe because it suddenly has a Beth Den stamp on it, um, okay. which means it's no longer made with fish. Because that was always my big thing. You know, Worcesters, uh, Worcestershire sauce, if you don't have soy sauce, Worcester yes. sauce is a great substitute. But because it used to have fish in, we couldn't use it. Right. I found yes. a vegan soup to start, uh-huh. and I got very confused when I saw the name because it's Chippy Noodle Soup. OK, so I like uh-huh. I read it and you see chicken instead of chickpea right. automatically you fill in with your own brain. And this is from a guy. Um, I'll give you his name. But basically what he did was he was cleaning out his kitchen fridge. Ah. OK. Um, he says it's a habit that he does in restaurants and um, he, he just doesn't do it at home. So this time he did it at home and it was amazing. And he's got this beautiful soup, so I'm definitely going to post it on the Chai FM website, right. and I'm thinking of having a try at it tonight. And it sounds really, really amazing and quite rich. So it's extra virgin olive oil, three sprigs of thyme, or you can use the herb de Provence, which is a dried herb. You can find that in quite a lot of places. Your favourite place is Woolworths. Um, I think I've seen it there too. Oh, they've um, all the lovely spices. Yeah. Here. An onion, thinly sliced. One leek, thinly sliced. Um, obviously, you've got to um, rinse off your dirt. But if you don't have a leek, it's not the end of the world. You've already got the onion. But obviously, for Rosh Hashanah, we want the leek because of, right. you know, it's one of the M&M. Uh Four cloves of garlic, minced. Kosher salt, which just basically means coarse salt. But I've noticed, and I don't know about you, but there's some coarse salts that say they're dessert salts. I have no idea what's the difference I because I've been using it. it for ages in the salt grinder. Yes. And so I don't know. Um, one cup of white wine. You know, the truth is if you don't have white wine or you don't want wine in your food, you could use a um, stock, you know, the powdered stocks. One of them yeah. would work. You Most just need to check your ingredients. I can't use stock cubes, so I would use my red wine. Two tablespoons. Now, they ask for white miso, but you can get something here called liquid aminos. And they're from Diskim, And you can get that and works just as well. It's what I've been using. Um, And it also is a good substitute, by the way, for soy sauce is the liquid aminos. Um, Uh I've seen that in a few things. Two carrots peeled and diced. Two medium parsnips, peeled and diced, if you can find them. If not, you can put in a sweet potato. One medium rutabaga, which we don't really get here, so Mm. you can use a turnip instead. And then one small celery, well, three celery stalks or celeriac, which you can sometimes get if you're looking for it carefully. And it does have a nicer flavor, and it's less stringy than the celery, I have to admit. (laughs) Um, And then two cups of chickpeas so now if you're using real uh, like chickpeas that you've got to cook up you've got to do one of those otherwise you need a can of chickpeas um you know and just drain them uh one and a half teaspoons of red pepper flakes for us that's chili flakes and then the zest and juice of one lemon and then 10 sprigs of parsley roughly chopped now i'm assuming they're talking the curly leaf i don't use that so you can use A teaspoon of dried parsley, or you can use flat leaf parsley. Mm -hmm. Works just as well. And then four ounces of fettuccine, which you can, I know, get the gluten-free pasta. So you can make this vegan and gluten-free and please everybody, which is great. (laughs) So it looks like a lot of ingredients, but it does look like a really yummy soup. And chickpea is very, very good for your proteins. I love my chickpeas. Um in my house chickpeas can be eaten out of the tin straight away. If you know, I'll often find like go I want chickpeas and well, the cup now empty. Just to interrupt
2: quickly, mm. apparently you use if you use the liquid of it chickpeas... It makes meringues. meringues
1: I've so. seen it done and they tasted amazing. Mine didn't work. Okay. So <laughs> I don't make meringues at the best of times. Yes. <laughs> so I've never tried. But I have seen them done and I have seen them work. Where was I that we actually used it? For for a mousse, a chocolate mousse. We did an avocado, uh, uh, avocado avocado-pey chocolate mousse. It was a vegan dish. So it was, we used the liquid and then we used uh, avo and cocoa powder and beat it up. It beat up beautifully and it made this light fluffy mousse. You couldn't taste the avo. And, well, the one person, she kind of like said, it's funny. It tastes like avo, but she didn't <laughs> like avo. Okay, Those of us so. who liked avo didn't notice it. And it was really—it was smooth. It was creamy. It was fluffy. It was everything a chocolate mousse is supposed to be. So it was really, and there were no quantities. It was like, drain your can, beat it until it was like relatively fluffy and stiff, yes. and then you know, mush in your liquidize your your avo and your, and and your chocolate powder and. Blend it together. It was really quick and easy, so that was that was nice. And we needed quick and easy because the people I were working with were a little slow in the kitchen. Um, it was actually cute to watch, but <laughs> yeah. everything took a million times d- d- longer. So to continue with the soup, mm. um, obviously in a pot you're going to put now they say a glug of olive oil. Glug of olive oil usually means fifteen to thirty moles. and you're going to heat that up. And we will carry on with the soup in a moment.
0: Whether you are chalishing for halas or wanting to brie or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bagati. It's all about the food.
1: Welcome back. Uh, this is the Essence Fresin, so with Adrian and uh, Sharon Lurie. So, you're going to obviously heat up your oil, you're going to put your, your thyme or your herbe de Provence. Into your um, oil, you fry it for like 10 to 15 seconds. Literally, you just want to crisp them up a little bit. Add your onions, your leek, and your garlic, and then a big pinch of salt. Now, I wanted to know, specifically my daughter was trying to do her, I can't remember, consumers or something a couple of years ago. How much is a damn pinch? So we went and looked it up because all the old books say a pinch. A pinch is an eighth. Of a teaspoon. <laughs> it's literally what fits pinch, in between two fingers. But everybody's <laughs> pinches are different. Correct. So this one wanted a generous pinch. So it's a nice, good pinch of salt. Reduce it all to a medium-low uh, heat and then sweat the mixture until soft. And that takes about seven minutes. You want your onions not to go brown. You just want them nicely soft. As soon as the onions or the leeks brown, then your soup is going to change color and it's not going to look as appetizing appetizing. Um, You add your wine and you reduce the liquid by half. Now this process of reducing not only builds the flavor in the soup, but it's going to give the wine time to cook out the alcohol, um, which is an important part, especially if you're serving the soup to children. Dissolve the miso or your liquid aminos in eight cups of water. You don't have to worry about that. If you're using liquid aminos, it's liquid, you're just adding it in. If you are using the miso, if it doesn't mix in 100%, it's also okay because it does sometimes do that like cornstarchy thing where it clumps together, but it will eventually disappear while the soup is simmering. You add your root vegetables, your chickpea and your miso water and you bring it to a boil and then you reduce it to a simmer and cook until all the vegetables are soft, which is about 20 minutes. Then in a frying pan, you're going to roast your red pepper flakes, which is your chili flakes, um, just for about 30 seconds. You'll suddenly smell, they, they build up this beautiful fragrance in your kitchen, um, almost kind of beating out your garlic, nothing better. And you add in a separate bowl, a half a cup of olive oil, the lemon zest, the lemon juice, your parsley, and another small pinch of salt. And then your warmed-up chili. Now, the warmed-up chili is going to now infuse all those liquids with that heat. But it's not a strong heat. It's just a beautiful, subtle flavor that goes beautifully with miso, obviously. When the vegetables are tender, and adjust your taste, salt your, your soup as you wanted, add your noodles for the last six to eight minutes, and then you serve it. Now, this recipe only does four, but I imagine you could be able to sort of double this up quite easily Um, you know it it was like quite a thing so the guy who wrote this recipe I'm assuming it's a guy he's Abra Barons Um, I'm assuming he is a chef of someone it's not a recipe I've ever seen or not even a food blog I've ever found Um, it was quite an amazing thing to search this up and it's called food52.com never heard of it but there's some pretty nice vegan recipes in here. So, that, you know, now, that's a
2: thing. I was I thought of a beautiful vegan recipe because mm. I also have to, not only gluten-free. Uh, yeah, vegetarians. But I also have to do, have one or two poor vegetarians <laughs> you
1: <They're missing laughs> at
2: my table. And I did this once before and it was, went down like a bomb. I took, you know, there's. Large mushrooms. Oh, I love them. The, okay,
1: the, the, the they, steak ones or the big portobellos. Steak, steak ones. The oh. Big
2: steak ones. Okay, <laughs> They are expensive, but it's not as expensive as a real steak anyway. <laughs> exactly. right. So um, I took that and I fried up some spinach and with a bit of garlic and made a pair of white sauce with it, and I poured added I poured that on top of the mushroom steak, and I just roasted that. And I served it on a bed of rice, Mm. and the the, I put a bit of um, turmeric in the rice. It was lovely and yellow. Yellow, Fried up some purple onions, chopped onions, and some peppers and different colours, and it was really a lovely meal. and She loved it.
1: So you can do that if you want to.
2: You know, for vegan, there's so much that you can do.
1: Yeah, people just need to remember that the difference between vegetarian and vegan is vegan is absolutely one hundred percent no animal produce whatsoever including well, eggs yes right. which does make life a little more complicated it does but so the vegetarians and then you've got your vegetarians some will eat fish some won't some yes. will eat eggs some won't so you've got to check as far as my son is concerned a chicken is a vegetable with wings <laughs> um so he doesn't count that as you know he says he's having vegetarian um so you've got to look at who you've got having and I do find that I can often get away with, like, if you do enough vegetables for the vegan person, then, mm. you know, you're not actually doing any different for your main food. Just keep
2: it parve, obviously. Yes. And you can do if they're vegan.
1: Yeah, and, you know, and I find that I've started sticking to that even during the year, is that, except when I do a chicken soup, we do vegetable soups, um, so lots of vegetable soups and in this heat the perfect vegetable soup is your gazpacho and i've come with this gazpacho recipe that i've like kind of thrown the textbook out and all the books that tell you you need to squeeze your bread and you need to make croutons or you roast your vegetables please i take a cucumber i chop it up i take a red pepper a yellow pepper i take some tomato juice a bit of Worcester sauce, some Tabasco, some garlic, some onion, some tomato, and I throw the whole lot in a blender and there's your gazpacho. Um,
2: You're lucky. My family will not eat cold soup.
1: (gasps) No. (laughs) Summer is our favorite because all the cold soups that are available. And, I mean, even the baby marrow soup, we do cold for lunch sometimes. I mean, I had one the other day. My daughter um, says to me, you know what, I'm really in the mood for more. Can't you make us cucumber soup? Oh, like, that's lovely. You know, so, and the cucumber's were one special, so I, I was able <laughs> to say yes. Um, so, you know, when you're looking at vegan people, I think even when you're looking at gluten-free, although gluten-free is a little bit more complicated, Yes. people panic. And all you have to do is... Uh, Substitute and and look around. Exactly.
2: There are so
1: many amazing recipes. The only
2: thing I feel sorry for them is when it comes to desserts. But you can actually... I make... Make a dessert. A beautiful dessert. Nobody believes, I don't tell anybody, that Mm. it's got... Well, now they know. That it's (laughs) gluten-free. But I buy... Get the chocolate brownies from Woolworths. The, yes. the gluten-free brownie. I bake that in a in a flat mm. tray almost. Mm. And then um, I whip up some hazelnuts and I make a meringue with hazelnuts. Mm. And I make a layer of the the what's it called? The brownie, brownies. a layer of chocolate mousse, a layer of the meringue, layer of brownie, chocolate mousse meringue, and then I coat the whole thing. In ganache, a chocolate with a little bit of coconut cream, mm. pour over the top, and there it is. Easy. Okay,
1: that's a really fancy dessert. Yeah, but we're you can getting freeze sorbet. it in stages. <laughs> you
2: freeze it in stages, and it's really not not a a big deal. Yeah, so that's a beautiful, and then and it's just amazing to see gluten free people enjoying a dessert, dessert or being yeah.
1: able to enjoy a dessert. Yeah. So um, we we do we do a lot of. Um, Sorbets.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My family, like I said, they don't like fruit salad. But if you give them a fruit platter or a nice fruit sorbet, absolutely love it. I haven't got gluten-free, but the, um, I did do a chocolate sandwich type thing um, with biscuits. Mm-hmm. So I made a sandwich ice cream. And we did the all um, Whip. I did an ice cream. I didn't add egg, which... I've never done an ice cream like that, but I just didn't have time and I forgot. I can't remember why. And it actually froze quite nicely. And I did that with some biscuits that we'd crushed up and put in um, that were vegan. And I made ice cream sandwiches and they were really good. The the ones with the proper ice cream were obviously better, but there was nothing wrong with this. Um, With a little bit of sorbet on top and a berry coolie to go with it. Yes. Absolutely stunning um, desserts that are, you know, available for all of us to to try and and do something different. but you know, over Pesach I make a
2: um, peanut butter because we can eat have in South mm. Africa peanut butter over Pesach, and I did it um, over Pesach and it really worked so well and it was so so easy. It's just a cup of peanut butter, a cup of brown sugar. A teaspoon of bicarb, a teaspoon of vanilla, an egg, and a little bit of salt, and some chocolate chip. Uh, little chocolate chips. If you can't find chocolate chips, then just put your chocolate, dark chocolate, in the freezer and just bash, bash it up. It up.
1: Yeah. Mine goes in the blender.
2: And I just mix. You mix that all together, and um, put it in the fridge. And then I roll into golf ball sizes the mm. the biscuit, and then flatten it on the tray a little making sure that they're all the same size, and then I just sandwich them together with, with ice cream, whether it's homemade or bought vanilla par of ice cream. And it's a beautiful gluten-free dessert, which people... You can actually also dip the, the biscuits
1: on the one side into chocolate and serve it. It's easy. Well, I tell you, I made um, a while ago... The extra, extra oh, six, it's six, not six, me four, to four, do that. Six, so six, it was a... Truffle, like truffles, chocolate truffles, ah, yeah. as, as sweets, yes, from black beans from Koo's black beans. So that's why it just came on because I was trying to find the Koo bean recipe, which was amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I'm not sure where I've got it now. Uh, I had it saved and then my computer died, so we're trying to find that. Um, and it was just the most amazing thing, and nobody knew. That it was black beans until after I told them, um, <laughs> it was the inside was the the black beans which we like blended and liquidized and I think it's on my website and then we dipped it in dark chocolate, so it, oh, wow. it's the perfect dessert um, for for, for a, you know for something a little fancier, a- and the truth is that as fancy as that sounds, it's going to be cheaper than. Um, You know, uh, uh, really, it's going to be cheaper than making truffles or or fancy ice cream. So it looks good, but it's not. The only problem we had was the heat. I did Uh do this thing in in October uh, a couple of years ago, and we did find we were having to stick stuff, you know, the truffle mixture back in the freezer all the time as we were working with it because it did get quite hot. So if you've got the time to do that, you know, um and you like something like that, something different, do it. Don't tell anyone there was no there were black beans and not real truffles. I must
2: say I prefer biscuits and things straight so, from the freezer. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like so this. it was it was just amazing how um easy it was to make and how much fun we had making it. And getting the kids involved as well. Yes. And and finding like um one of the things that I found for this um you know, for the gluten—well, uh, not for gluten-free, but uh, for um, the dairy-free thing—was believe it or not, apple brownies. Oh. I've—I've I've never heard of. I mean, I've never thought of putting apple in my brownies. But then again, I, I, okay. unless it comes in a box, my brownies don't work, don't don't do anything. So, and it was pretty easy. Um, I'm still not sure I'm ever going to do it because there's a lot of coconut stuff in there. Um, Even if you're going to get, I think you said you can get coconut creams that don't taste like coconut. Yeah. Um, So this one wanted coconut oil. It wants coconut sugar. It wants chopped walnuts. The problem would come in soy yogurt. To find a vegan yogurt is almost impossible. The one that I have found has a stamp on that says dairy, but when you phone the factory, the factory says they don't understand why it says dairy because there is no dairy in their factory. I mean, otherwise they can't get the vegan certification. Right. So, you know, that is a problem. So, if you can find, we used to be able to get, um, what was it called? Alpro. Um, yes. And you had, they had a yogurt as well that and you that could have used. Lovely, uh, they had they the had custard. A custard oh, their so custard lovely. was amazing. Yeah. Um, so, it wanted soy yogurt, Granny Smith apples peeled and chopped, whole wheat pastry. I, I would use normal pastry. A quarter teaspoon of salt, a quarter teaspoon of nutmeg, one teaspoon of cinnamon, half a teaspoon of baking powder, and a half a teaspoon of baking soda. You know, which I think is, I think you could probably get away with one teaspoon of baking powder. I know baking soda is slightly different, but. Bicarbonate of soda, you know, people kind of are reluctant to stick it in their food for some reason. See, yeah. Uh,
2: okay. Baking
1: soda is bicarb. Yes, So, correct. you know, it, it's... But in America, they have them separately in the cooking thing. So you should be yes. able to find it in your baking aisle together. And that sounds like, you know, you would mix it all together, preheat your oven to 180, you know, mix everything together and then pour it into your... um your baking dish, but it wants you to whisk the flour, the pastry flour, the salt, the nutmeg, cinnamon, uh, baking powder, and baking soda separately, and then you add the flour to the apple mixture. So and then make it into a batter. Instead of I would, the truth is I would probably stick the whole lot together. But there's obviously a reason that my brownies don't turn out. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. yeah. Okay. So we've we've done like beautiful gluten-free color and desserts, and obviously main course is easier, easier yes, yeah. not easy, just watching ingredients for things. But what about a vegan main course? Have you, you know what
2: Like quite enjoy, and I know that lots of people enjoy this as well, and this, also this is also one of the semonyms, a gourd. Ah, is yes. that, that how we pronounce it? Yeah, gourd. gourd. <laughs> okay. So it is, I don't know if you've seen those like really big, marrows
1: yes okay i find them often but i would love yeah, to.
2: yeah they they're terrific i mean you can find them i'm sure at most of the special grocery yeah
1: stores <laughs> <laughs>
2: um and what i do is um why we love it is because we were brought up on it because we used to grow them on our farm when i was a child mm. and um Cut them in half and you scoop out the pips and the whatever, and you just fry a little bit of onion, some mushrooms, add a little bit of tomato paste to that, a teaspoon of sugar. Never forget your teaspoon of sugar yes. to take away the tartness in your tomato, and then a little bit of cornflake crumbs. Now, here's something I need to tell everybody be careful. Cornflake crumbs that are made by Kellogg's have still got gluten in them. You've got to buy the gluten free. Cornflake crumbs. The Rice Krispies, I think, are okay, but the cornflakes um, you can't use. So, And I mix that all, add a little bit of chicken stock to it, some cornflake crumbs, and um, cooked rice. Mm. And then what I've done, uh, what I've tried before, is the soy mints. Now, you can yes. get some very nice soy as well. And you just add a little bit of that. If it's not for vegetarians, then you can obviously use regular mints. Yes. And then just add a little bit of salt and pepper and push it all to push all the ingredients into that. Make you know, push it into a nice little ball, press it into your lovely marrow, and you just bake it for a long time. What you can do, which is also very nice, is um paint it with a little bit of honey and a little bit of oil, and then you wrap it up. Double wrap it in tin foil. And just let it bake for hours and it sort of comes out like a toffee-ish all on the outside, you know, as a a butternut would. So you Mm. can do that with butternut as well. But the butternut I would uh, cook in the microwave a little bit beforehand to soften it up because the marrow cooks a lot quicker. Yeah. You know, it's got more water in it.
1: Definitely. You're listening to Adrian and Sharon and we're talking vegan and gluten-free Rosh Hashanah on Chai FM 101.9.
0: Whether you are chalishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bugatti It's all about the food.
1: Hi, and Sharon and I are talking gluten-free and uh, vegan Rosh Hashanahs just to help people who have got other guests coming um, who are new or, or, you know, wanting to please everybody with everybody's new um, way of eating that people are are doing. And I'm finding, I don't know about you, Shaw, that Mm -hmm. a lot of people are becoming gluten intolerant or having celiac being diagnosed or just choosing to stay off gluten altogether for a healthier lifestyle. Well, to see whether you celiac or not, you actually
2: have to have a biopsy. Yeah. And, um, but as you say, a lot of people feel that they bloat a lot after mm. they've eaten white bread or whatever. And staying off the gluten has helped them a lot. Yes. And and I say, brilliant, that's fantastic. And and there's so many wonderful gluten-free um, uh, things, sites that you can actually go to and that help you with gluten intolerances. A lot of people also said to me, uh, just to change the subject, um, fish. How do I do my fish? Yes. Keeping it gluten-free. Yes. So I spice it the same way as I would with fish spice and whatever and the lemon juice. And then I just dip it into, um, I prefer a Rice flour, it goes, it gets a bit gets more nice crispy. Crunch. Yeah, yes. you can use some um, corn flour, it's fine. Mm. That also goes lovely and crispy. And then I just I dip it in the corn flour and I dip it into the egg and I fry the fish fingers. Mm. However, if you want to do fried gefilte fish balls, then you would just add a little bit of potato flour, corn flour, maybe a little bit of tapioca flour, even the um. Gluten free all purpose flour. Add a little bit of that to the to your chicken, to uh, chicken, to your fish to bind it. Mm. Um, You for the for vegans. I mean, I add eggs to mine, but vegans, if you take the egg out, make sure that you it's really you know binds nicely, Mm. tightly bound with the with the either cornflakes, cornflake crumbs which have been crushed up, yes, or the. Potato flour or the vegan. Uh, I think potato flour. flour
1: is just easier to get. It's just yeah. Uh, what's less work? I, I don't feel like crushing up like cornflakes.
2: Yeah, fruits. and in my uh, my potato kugel, mm. I don't put flour. I've always put potato flour in it. Yes. And it's fine. And a little secret, which I've told, going to be telling people when I share my recipe today, is when you're making your potato kugel, i found this worked so well for me two weeks ago that i want to share it with everyone um what i did was while i was combining everything i put the i used muffin trays but you can Mm. use a regular rectangular baking dish filled it with about a centimeter of oil that's in the rectangular one just you know just a little bit of oil at the bottom and i put it in the oven on the highest you can make it Mm. and then just before and then i Put my whole mixture into a jug and I poured it yeah. into the muffin. It, it sizzles so Ooh. beautifully, and then I just put it back into the oven, left it on half for five minutes so they can build up that heat, and then turned it down to about one sixty. And I just let it cook like that, and oh, it was wow. really lovely and light yeah. and crispy. Because don't forget, you add baking powder as well. Some yeah. people don't. It just makes makes that difference Definitely. to add the baking powder.
1: Yeah, because I've suddenly had a request. Um, such a random request. Latkes, please, Ma. Latkes, like, okay. In the middle of the week. <laughs> they they want for, la- No, we went for school lunch. Like, okay.
2: Cold. I don't yeah. know if I could eat them. Yeah, this no,
1: listen. Yeah. But then again, <laughs> I mean, what do you eat your latkes with?
2: Okay, we eat them, we keep them savory. Ah. Some people put cinnamon yeah. sugar on. We like so our that's savory.
1: It. I like my sour cream. Okay. So that's it. So I found a main course dish. We were yeah. talking simmus last week. Yes. And I said, it's not my thing. But I found a vegan Simas, which right. I kind of might be tempted to try. We'll have a look. They wanted yams. Now, yams, so how do you know what is a yam? So sweet potato is the white one, and the yam is the one with the yellow, which we are now able to get that orange flesh inside. It's lovely. So it's 500 grams lovely. of yams. 500 grams of carrots, peeled, sliced. Um, So it's about five carrots, I'd say. Um, And then two large yams. Parsnips, if you can get them, two large ones. Um, I have seen them, but I can't remember where. Extra virgin olive oil, some kosher salt, molasses, or if you have maple syrup. Now, I'm very excited because I actually have... Real maple syrup from Canada.
2: Oh, wow. Not That's, not, a, uh, that's a treat. <laughs> yes,
1: I was brought it as a gift. And then they want uh, some rosemary, half a cup of balsamic vinegar, and half a cup of chopped walnuts. So it makes about six servings, which sounds pretty good. As a, So it could be a side dish or a main dish. And I just thought that, that was that was something I could get behind quite easily because there's no fruit in it as we we discussed last time. It's not my thing. So you're going to preheat your oven to 200. You're going to combine the vegetables in a mixing bowl, so your carrots and your yams. And then in a smaller bowl, you want to whisk up your olive oil and molasses or your maple syrup, whichever one you're using. Just remember the maple syrup is quite sweet. The molasses has more of a salty flavor, as sweet as it is. It's got a more like toned-down flavour than the maple syrup. You right, I find the best? Mm.
2: The ginger syrup.
1: Mm. Oh, well, yeah. ginger because with anything. ginger with the, the <laughs> simmer
2: is beautiful.
1: So you pour over the vegetables, sprinkle with kosher salt, stir to coat everything in all the mixture, the salt, the spices, everything. And then you're going to put it in your oven. Sorry, you've got to bring the balsamic vinegar to boil in a pot, reduce it and simmer for eight minutes until it's like thick and reduced, and then pour it over, bake it, and you should be good to go. Oh, that sounds nice. So, so what uh, yeah, what I do
2: is, is um, I do a similar sort of recipe to yours, but hmm. I take a small butternut,
1: okay. and
2: put it in the microwave, or steam it, or boil it, whatever, for about, oh, I don't, until it's soft, until you can press it, take it out the microwave, be careful because it's really hot, slice it vertically down the middle, scoop out most of the inside, and then I pack it with that simis and I put it back in the oven and I roast it. And then, as I showed you in my book, Mm. celebrating on page 130. You'll see how I presented it to the vegetarians. You can put some rice underneath if you want to, it sounds, um, with some mushrooms in it, you know, just jazz it up as you feel.
1: It sounds absolutely amazing. Um, you know, just what we need for Hashanah uh, R- to get us through with some different ideas to take us out of our comfort zone a little. And, and give an, an experiment a little with new ingredients, new flavors. Um, so, mm-hmm. so that's an, a nice idea to try. And then, um, you know, we thought about something else um, for, for the vegan and for the gluten-free. And, and that's something we need to think about as well is the breakfasts. Remember we breakfast, so nice. obviously our fruit. Um, and we'll talk about that as well when we get a chance.
2: I'm going to be trying out a... Are we going to a break now? Okay. I'm going to be trying out, and then I'll post it, a um, coconut milk tart. Ooh. So,
0: parov. So we'll see how that turns out.
1: You're listening to Adrian and Sharon on the and
0: Fressen Show. Whether you are halishing for chalas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is and Fressen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food.
1: This is Adrian and we're on the Ace and show on High FM one oh one point nine and I've been chatting to Sharon and the time has flown as it always does when we get together to talk our foods.
2: I know, <laughs> we can share so much. I mean there's, there's just so many. I was many just saying recipes. to you in the break, oh I've got so many more things. Like we could do mince meat and cabbage leaves for the vegans. Yes. The vegetarians. Yes. I mean mince meat as I say, it you know, is mock the soy. soy, mince, soy mince, uh, yes. There's nothing wrong when when you really spice it up and you put in a sauce and a gravy, it's delicious. It. Also another thing is where you can incorporate quite a few of your simonim is a potato leek, an onion and a mushroom pie and, oh, and little bits of butternut into a pie. Mm. Just roll it up and yeah. slice it up. That sounds You know, yeah. it's not you know, we're not really cooking Shabbos, so Yontiv this year. Thank God, it's on Sunday night, so we've
1: got time. to
2: the last minute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's true.
2: So you know, there's all those kind of things and scooped out eggplant that you can fill with all sorts of lovely Mm. Eastern exotic, yeah, vegetarian. One of
1: my kids, they love the favourite way to eat eggplants, and they're not mad about eggplants at the best of times, but they don't mind it. And I learned something new. So I soak it in soy milk. You slice it up. Sprinkle a little salt in put it like on a flat tray soak it in so- soy milk for about a half an hour to an hour depending on your time limit and then semolina flour and egg for dipping you season your semolina flour you take your eggplant out of the milk your soy milk or whatever milk dip it in your um, flour and deep fry it and it is soft and delicious, no bitterness to it or, at all, and it's just amazing. And everybody loved it. You can um, do it with
2: rice flour as well, mm. tapioca flour. You can do it. And that makes it lovely and crispy as well. Well, the semolina
1: did the same thing. For it was the, amazing.
2: But it's not gluten-free. So I'm no, saying for the gluten-free free people, mm. they can do that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. That, that was exactly, it was perfect. And yeah. Um, We've decided we're going to continue our conversation next week and we're going to be talking about our final menus and some salad ideas to make things a little different because we tend to mostly focus on soup, main course, and dessert and then we forget about our sides. And there are a lot of sides that you can have salads to lighten up the meal, to fill it up. But and salads the,
2: that last long, I think yes, we should talk that, about. Yeah, that are know, going to like, last
1: your whole four, four yeah. meals. I saw but some you,
2: asparagus that one special, uh, the tinned ones. And you can make those beautiful mm. oh, artichoke choke salads. Those last a long time.
1: And I'm wondering what's going to be happening with mushrooms, because I love mushrooms. But the Danny Mushroom Farm burnt down. No, did it? It was like a week ago, this week oh, sometime. So we're going to be short of mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Mushroom pate, yes, mushroom so bultong, have mushroom salads, wine, pickled mushrooms. <laughs> you know, it's just, um, my, we were talking the other day to somebody and she was saying she can't get kosher tinned mushrooms. And my daughter says, I've never had them before. And it's true. I, and I think about it. I've never, ever bought tinned mushrooms. I don't know why. Yeah. I grew up you, with them. I knew, you know, but I just love the taste of mushrooms. Um, a few of mine don't like it. They say they're slimy. But that's their loss, not mine. Asparagus are coming in now. Yes, and asparagus baby, should be coming in. Lovely asparagus Beautiful. soups oh. we can make. Mm. A- and a little tip for people who like asparagus soup is if you cut the ends off that hot those hard pieces that yes. we usually throw away, keep them, freeze them until you're ready, and they make a perfectly good soup. You just have to strain the stringy bits out afterwards, that's and then, right. like, so you're not wasting any food. We are talking Rosh Hashanah and we hope you join us next week when we talk about side dishes, salads and our menus and have a great week.